legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, I'm Big J Okerson. And I'm Dan Soder. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at the bonfire SXM. Hi, campers. It's Jacob. Welcome to the bonfire best of the week. It was the final week with Big J hosting in L.A. with guest co-host Joe DeRosa. And on Monday's show, it was a bonfire interview for the ages, as musician and former Corey Feldman angel Jezebel Sweet gave everyone an eye-opening look at what it was like living and working with the former Goonies star. Very exciting get for us. We are... This show really is all things Fell Dog, and uh, what better? I'm so happy that you were able to come in today to observe the rest of this video that I don't know how well you follow Corey Feldman since your departure of the crew, but have you seen the birthday acoustic performance that he laid out? I only heard the clips you played of it on the show. Oh, I mean, it was... (laughs) It starts... Acoustic is a stretch. I mean, it's only two ukulele jams, and then they... He decides to hop on that electric. He goes full like, electric. Uh, like Dylan at Woodstock. So you did play at the birthday show in New York? Yeah. The Highline Ballroom? The that you guys were at, yeah. Yeah. Man. The problem, though, is is with him in the... It doesn't matter what they're doing back there. It's He's f- terrible. It's horror <laughs> stories. We've heard the but stories it's, we've it's, heard. It's hard. It's like... It's literally like if you had got, like a five-star... If they had a Michelin chef at McDonald's <laughs> and he made a Michelin meal and then they were like, we're still putting our cheese and ketchup on it. And you're like, God, you fucking assholes. All right. It's going to suck. It's almost like eye-rolly frustration. I mean, but... I mean, like if, you're like, if you're like, you guys just feel like you're in the pocket and like the band... I mean, did you get along with the band? Yeah. Very absolutely. well. Like, like all, all really good musicians. Yeah. Uh, 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 respectively and so like when everything's going you're like this is actually a pretty catchy tune cool. breaking the law breaking <laughs> you know whatever he comes in this is like this is a, but i mean you're 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 saying you're saying it like as if you as if she was you were handing it off to um somebody that was capable of carrying it this is like you're in a juggling team and the one guy has no hands. And he's like, come on, throw it off to me for the finale. And you're like, you're like, just please, can we wait till you figure out having no hands? And he's like, no, I have to learn how to do it. And you throw it to him. And it ruins it every time. And you're just like, I don't want to yell at you, dude, for not having hands. But you don't have hands. How did he, re- was there any reaction to criticism ever? Like that was like, man, maybe we should, or was it just meltdowns? Or like, like was, you, was there any fun. internal band like criticism? Oh, I mean, we gave him a lot of shit. Really? Oh, really? And he just took it. Like, he was fine with it? I feel like he would, like, wig out and get furious. Yeah, I mean, he wanted the show to be what it was. Like, we would ask him to, like, not play the guitar because he... Because he doesn't? Up. Also, he doesn't play the guitar. But wait, what was... When you would yell at him, what would he... Was he cool about it? He doesn't seem he like a dick. To... I mean, I might be wrong. No, he is. But... Oh, okay, sorry. Is he, a, <laughs> is he a dick in the traditional dick sense or is he a dick in the L.A. sense where it's like, dude, you're just so fucking clueless and you can't admit when you're wrong 
and you're going to just keep kind of going on this own wavelength of yours. Yeah, probably that one. Okay, okay. I'd like to know that he's doing a celebrity marriage boot camp with his brother. And you're like, where was his brother in any of the thousand times he's told his life story? To have never heard about a sibling at all, let alone a brother. That he's got. He's like in a fight with it. So bizarre. You're out of the movie. She's now, making a bro. face like the brother doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, is the brother possibly a fake brother? All right. So I, this is what I want to know. There's because there's got to be something. And I swear, I'm not trying to pile down on the guy. I mean, just, just, this this music is absurd. I just can't get a Don't worry, Jezebel's not a fan. No, I know, I know. But I mean, I'm also not trying to beat on the guy. It's just like, it's like, was there any cool parts? Because like we were talking the other day about like how awesome he was in movies when he was a kid, like in The Burbs and in The Goonies. Like he was the one you wanted to be. Was And we were like, there's got to be some thread of that left in him like there's got to be those moments where he's like old school Corey feldman he's like kind of funny or charming is there any of that yeah sure we had fun okay sometimes okay <laughs> but he's or but i mean like in, so in what way what's a fun Corey feldman thing to do does he drink you go out no. do shots and shit he doesn't drink all right. Oh, that's right. He had to get like famously sober when he was He's eleven. Not sober, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't drink. He goes just mescaline. Just uh. So would you? Would you? Would, were the parties fun at the Angels? What's it called? The the Feldorama? Well, we did talk about Feld Mansion. Yeah. Uh, we did actually discuss this when you called last time, and you yeah. said it was. De- it definitely like as you would assume. The whole thing definitely has like a swingery fuck orgy vibe to it, right? He's always trying to kind of organize it, which seems like the whole concept you have to walk around in a thong and angel wings a lot of the day is like bananas. He was trying to be the next Hefner, yeah? Like, yeah, something like that. But this is, now this is what I don't get. And I, and look, just because you like to Why bump, didn't Hefner start a band? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, good news, he did. And I just happen to have the tape right here. No. The uh, the thing I don't get is, and listen, I'm not saying you're a pervert if you like to fuck. Lord knows, you know, I've had my chair one night stands. We all have. I'm not a commitment type guy. I'm not throwing shade at anybody that likes boning. But what I do think is odd is that he was so pro stance on, you know, treating women properly and, and yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just finish the sentence. But he was so outspoken about this stuff. And then it, it was seemed odd to me to have this thing where you referred to women as your angels, uh, to have women walking around half naked at your parties. And to put it under the guise of you're basically going to an academy. That there is some sort of like graduation promise of your career being something else, Does because he, which sounds he right like along the lines of me too. <laughs> it yeah. sounds right, right. I, I'll get you a job. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a degree from Feldiversary up in your, in your den. It's written in pen. Welcome to the Feldiversity. What did you have to do to get this job? Did you have to fuck him? No, I just had to tell him his music was good. <laughs> oh Jesus, I don't know what's worse. I'd have rather just sucked him off. <laughs> Do either of those things for the record. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. What's so what was you, you know, never what, told him his original music was good just to get out no, of the actually conversation? No, actually, he found out one day that I had never actually listened to the album. He's like, You're in the band, and, and you're like, I just learned the parts. Yeah, I learned, I listened to the ones that we played. Jezebel, does he have a level of like self deprecation where he's like, I'm saying, where he's just kind of like, He's like, Yeah, look, I don't have a great voice, but it's, I, I like the songs. I, or, or more that I no. like to do this, even though it's, I know I'm not very good at it, but I love it and we have the opportunity. Or is he like, no, I can sing? He thinks we were going to be like the next Beatles. 
Holy shit. So he just believes it. Like he's in his own. Del- and he believes he's helping the girls that come to him for the program. <laughs> Ringo. He believes he can sing. Hey, Ringo. George. <laughs> Put on some thongs and some angel wings. <laughs> We're going to Shea Stadium, mate. Is it just constant people around him that tell him he's awesome so they can he hang out in the nice house? People around him. I mean, he's got to have some peers. Who's not saying? He's like, got a nice, Jason he's like, got a level of fame where it's like there's people were being attached to that. It's like they look at it. It's kind of they kind of did it once upon a time in Hollywood with the Cliff Booth character of just like being like, oh, I'd rather live in this guy's life than my own boring life. But that's. But that, th- see, this is where I disagree. That that guy, DiCaprio's character in that movie was truly insanely talented. Yeah, I was, he was he was really it was, talented. It was that was a hats off to the to the TV actors that that got written off that that were great. Um, and he was a mess and all that shit. But my point is, is like, who's hanging around? Like, is he still hanging around with Data from the Goonies? Like, who's who's still hanging around? Going, hey, dude, you're great. Like, I feel like any of his true peers would be like, bro, wake wake, wake the fuck up. What are you doing? Because that's what he used to do to Haim on the show. You know, here's the thing is anyone who says anything negative about him, they're like the dark side and they get cut out. Oh, OK. So he takes no criticism from yeah. anybody that loves him. Like people who are my friends that would reach out to me and like said anything that he'd be like, you have to block them. And oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going to block someone I've been friends with for years because they said something negative. about. Oh, you. surprise, surprise. Corey wanted to isolate the girls. Right. Shocking. So shocking like- tactic. <laughs> What was your way in? Like, how did you start? Like, did you go to the parties? Like, what what, what was your involvement? The angels like, have to jump you in an alley, and if you survive, <laughs> <laughs> they jumped you like the rolling 88s. <laughs> um, I had a friend that uh, told me about the audition, and it, I just so happened to be going to L.A. the next day. Um, for a few days, I was going out to visit someone else. And right. So it just, I didn't even know who Corey Feldman was. Really? No history? No, of him I all. mean, I looked him up and then I was like, okay, I've seen like stand right. by me. But And that's why, and that's exactly what you just said. And I'm not cutting you off because I want to hear this, but th- what you just said is exactly what I was referring to. It's like people like you who are coming up now are so young. They don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Like, how does he still maintain? Yes. Right. Man? Like we went to an EDM show right. together once and we walked in the door and everyone thought he was Skrillex. That's <laughs> he does sort of look like Skrillex. <laughs> Do you Jesus think Christ. the wife is unhappy? Yes. Very. She seems very unhappy. She cried a lot every day. Really? What, like, what the hell have I done here? She just seemed like she was always kind of having a breakdown. Well, she's from Canada, there. so they got married, really, so she could stay in the country, right? right. So it was, like, for a work thing, and then like I think he just locked well, her in. Well, she's like no talent, right? Like, she's not a musician. She's not a singer. From what she I've seen. She did her best. But, like, learn. he didn't find her as, like, an audition or talent. It, it's just kind of his chick, and he's like, let's put you right. in a... They met through Playboy. Okay. Yeah, because she just really seems very lost and not talented. Like, she seems like she has no musical talent, shouldn't be in that situation. put a lot of effort. I could put a lot of effort. I'm not musically inclined. Christine, can you please play for Jezebel, her singing Stand By Me? God damn, that was funny. It's it's really like a... um, I thought it's his drumming was bad on it. It's almost bad that it's so public because it feels like two people really going through like a personal mental breakdown and yeah. we're like, you know, it must be weird to be on the inside of that household. Well, and she didn't really want to do a lot of that stuff either. Like there was the song that she sang on tour, The Goonies. I remember she was really frustrated with it because it's a really difficult song to sing and she knew she was having a hard time with it and he was like, no, you have to do it. Like, oh, she, she would sing the, the Cindy Lauper? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, Jesus, that's a toughie. That's not one you just kind of. She's hot through. for sure. 
But she has to smile at a lot of things she does not enjoy, I bet. If he's alone, I bet he's really sad. Yeah. You think? <laughs> no, I'm saying I bet if he's alone, I bet immediately. If he's I sober bet, and alone, I immediate bet, sadness. Yeah. I, bet he, I bet if he's alone, immediately. Because I feel like he's one of those never not by his side, right? His wife would be on you know, every flight, everything. It's like, They're pretty much with them all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, he can't be alone. And I get, I, I, to oh, some degree, dude. I understand that. I understand Did, that. I, yeah. When I'm alone, on the road and all, I get. But, it, it's, you know, I'm not going to. I don't know, Christine. Can I convince you to dress up like an angel with a bunch of girls in the house? Can we no. make that happen? Not until we get more no, rooms. He's, Do we need more rooms in the house? On Tuesday's show, Joe DeRosa entertained everyone, including guest Bert Kreischer, by playing a cassette tape of outtakes from his former life. Enjoy. Joe DeRosa here. Our hilarious friend used to work for the, the Senate in Austin, Texas. Texas, yeah. In Austin, Texas. And you worked on the radio. Channel. I was a radio reporter. Yeah. yeah well, you explain the situation. I was a radio reporter for the Texas Senate Media <laughs> Office, so that meant like I had to go to legislative. I had a floor pass to go to the floor of the Senate chamber every day, cover what was going on in the, in the legislation process, and then at the end of the day, every day, I'd have to write and record a radio recap of what happened in the Senate that day, like a five to 10 minute thing. And I'd have to upload it because it's 2000. I think I'd upload it through a phone modem to like this server that local radio stations then would download it from. So the last thing I had to do every day was this as I'm desperately trying to get the fuck out of work because I hated the job. <laughs> yeah. And it was such a long day and I didn't know what I was doing. And like, I, it was just, it was, just, it was just bad fit. And, uh, so I would try to rush through my thing and it was harder if I had to stop and edit it than it was if I, so to just every, get it in a take. Yeah, so if so, I would try to get it all done in one take. Oh, so yeah. if I messed up, I would get furious because <laughs> it meant I had to start over again. So I started isolating my outbursts <laughs> like every day as I would go along. Because I, I was like, something was. I wasn't even a comic yet. Something was just like, one day this will be funny. I, like I, I should just do this. Please let this be what I think it is. So I have the. T- I brought oh, the tape. Fuck in. yeah! So that's a, it's an audio tape <laughs> oh, of Joe. I have marijuana too. Jo- it's an audio <laughs> tape. Have to get high to sure. watch this. We Set present up. Joe DeRosa, the Senate media outtakes. And one thing I forgot to say, I recorded these in a very small, very hot. Soundproof booth, so the heat didn't help, but it was also soundproof, so I knew I could freak out and my yeah, coworkers wouldn't hear. You're me. clearly agitated. Yeah, clearly. All right, here we go. Go. I can't wait to hear. Requires that certain sex offenders stay at least one thousand feet from places where children. Fuck off. <laughs> Care facilities in Texas currently face an inevitable demise. Moncrief stressed that without a. Fuck. <laughs> to Senate members to pass the bill. Also passed today was HB 1640, sponsored by Corpus Christi Senator Carlos F. You fucking cunt. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> you fucking cunt. Pause for a second. <laughs> you fucking cunt. Uh, uh, that, that phone, uh, with that phone we go off. You fucking cunt. <laughs> That would set me off when that phone would ring, dude. Because that's Why didn't out of you your control. The phone? I just, I, I, because they might sometimes they would call to say like, add a thing. Or, I, I don't know. Yeah, play that one again. Fucking God, yeah. Can you play that one again, please. Oh, by Corpus Christi Senator Carlos. You fucking cunt. <laughs> 
your voice is so oh, boyish, so too. high. Yeah, Every, you everyone sounds so young. Uh, you're, I, I, yeah. I started noticing that all comics have like. You ever hear Rogan's voice when like twenty years ago? It's like yeah. It's like hey guys. Yeah. It's and then now he's like baritone. I mean, well, Howard Stern because you know he's got the two channels. They play his old stuff on one of the channels, and you really hear the difference yeah. in like his it's like crazy the bass in his voice. But like. uh that's so funny. I didn't. I didn't even overthink that because this is so many years ago when we lived together yeah. that it probably didn't sound that crazy different <laughs> to me. Yeah. But now I hearing I your 20, voice, I was yeah. twenty-one here. All right. Here we go. Enjoy. Yeah. Dallas County and the Rio Grande Valley both contain districts whose boundaries are. Un- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the theory that the new tax will assist the state in providing improved long-term care to patients, thus reducing rate. Fuck. <laughs> Finally, the Senate committees have adjourned permanently for this session. Midnight Friday, May 11th, Mark... Fuck! <laughs> I can continue to disagree, voicing the opinion that the border does not have a monopoly on... Pro- you fucking cunt. <laughs> I can continue to disagree, voicing the opinion that the border does not have a monopoly on... Pro- fucking cunt! <laughs> You hear me punching the console? Uh, uh, <laughs> Were you punching the console? Yeah, that's the, like that sound of that, that spring being like... like that. Don't, yeah. oh, please back that up. I want to hear that. I can continue to disagree, voicing the opinion that the border does not have a monopoly on prop... Cunt! Ah, shit. <clears throat> Today, El Paso Senator Elliot Shapley continued his efforts to strengthen conditions along the Texas-Mexico... Texas-Mexico. God damn it. (laughs) Since the TNRCC's responsibility is to protect Texas's citizens and natural resources, it shouldn't concern itself with the promotion of economic development. God damn it. God fucking damn it. God damn it. God fucking damn it. God damn it. God fucking damn it. It's so fast because you know the, the thunder's just coming. God damn it. And the best part, by the way, I know we've had to do like live reads before, like, you know, we pre record them. And I just know that is, especially when you get deep. Yeah. When you're deep into it. And you ever, you know, it's, it's like it's like watching someone run downhill and they start leaning forward. <laughs> and you're like, you're gonna, oh, they're falling. You're going to get ahead. You're going to get ahead. But the last thing of your day. Oh, yeah. Oh. Trying to get out of there is, oh, and you're young. You're talking about things you don't give a fuck about. Clearly, <laughs> talking about things I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to do the coverage of it, and then write the story like on things you don't know. It's like you're reading Spanish. You I'm Joe DeRosa. You're, you're putting letters together. Yeah, I'm Joe DeRosa. These are the words I heard today. <laughs> Buy, sell, fire, hire. I don't even understand. Build, tear down. I didn't understand the sentences you were saying. I know, I they don't want to have a monopoly, which apparently is not just a game, but a thing that can happen. You were saying it was such confidence. Yeah. And you don't even know what you're saying. It was literally, dude, like doing a bit where you had to do a news reporter. Please continue. All right. Immediately following session was a press conference held by the Democratic caucus. Fuck. Your fucking mother's a whore. <laughs> With what you just said, I'm trying to remember exactly. Was it your mother's a fucking cunt? Whore. Your mother's a fucking your mother's a whore. whore. 
to know there's no mother involved yeah. <laughs> there's no person's mother involved if you, anybody you're you're always talking about your own mother because yeah. you're <laughs> you're mad at yourself for flubbing the lawn <laughs> you know i mean but it's so funny like uh, that stuff yeah. like that gets combed over these days like well your mother's a whore that's a rough thing <laughs> to who who's it rough a console would, i'm yelling at i would love your to fucking see. mother's a whore i've per i've put personification on my playstation before to call it a fucking dickhead yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. No, i spent money on you and you ruined my life you fucking dick face oh, dude, I've, said, I've said fuck you god <laughs> like, just you're, God, everything. you're a cocksucker. Like I've a hundred percent did that. Hey, Rebecca took two steps away from you when you said it. God's a cocksucker. Bring it. Oh. Um, please, oh, right, please more. Duncan finally claimed that the bill offered the best choice possible. After further debate over the legend, fuck. God damn, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn, man. Christ. Houston Senator Mario Gallegos disclosed his worries about a fair time allowance for workers to seek a doctor. Immediately following a... You're fucking cunt. <laughs> Houston Senator Mario Gallegos disclosed his... Oh, fuck it. Immediately following session was a press conference held by the Senate Democratic Caucus about redistricting. Monday, El Paso Senator Elliot Shapley had his SB 1837 passed, which relates to the Texas Strategic... Fucking cunt! <laughs> God damn! Houston Senator Rodney Ellis brought the issue of the death penalty and it's applying to mentally retarded citizens to the Senate floor Tuesday. You fucking motherfucker! Uh, we got Pesci. You Wait, fucking motherfucker! <laughs> How weird is it hearing mentally retarded people? I know. That's what year is this? Two thousand one. That's crazy that you. That's that was literally what you called them. Yeah, yeah. and he now said that is people. a hate crime. Yeah, no, that was that was the term. Yeah, that was the term. You know, I guess technically this could get me fired from something one day. Didn't that get asked at one point? It's like, what do you call retarded people? <laughs> if you can't say retarded, goes, they're not retarded. <laughs> I, I yeah. thought medically they were retarded. By the way, by the way, this my audio book. I I have a hard time reading out loud, and I did what Joe's doing the whole audio book, and the guy left it in. He left them all in, and so through my whole audio oh, book, great. it's me just going, motherfucker, fuck, I can't do this. I got I to gotta take my pants off. At the end, I swear to God, it's the whole audio book. It is so funny, and you, it's not, I don't really, I never really read it. It's just me reading paragraphs until I fall apart. That's amazing. At the end, I'm laughing hysterically. I'm like, I can't believe you fucking bought this. Is that it, Joe? Is that the last one? I don't one? know. Uh, it's, more. We have, we have two right, minutes. say there's an N-word in here. Hold on. No, no, there's not. There's definitely not. You definitely, oh, you took it out. I, no, I knew. <laughs> oh, you presented it to an editor first. Yeah. Good, good. This concludes Senate media outtakes. All right, that's the end. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought it would be funny. He goes, no, no, nothing like that. He goes, you cocksucking kraut fuck. Just something no one can get mad at. Goddamn gypsy. Uh, <laughs> you fucking gypsy bitch you, cock. I'm, gl I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. That funny. funny. That's so yeah. great. It's Jacob again. And on Wednesday's show, the great Dave Attell was our guest. And Big J recalled the time when he performed in Ha! The Musical with Dave and David Spade in the audience. Later, Dave related the story of Jimi Hendrix's performance at Woodstock to what it's like for comedians who have to perform after the headliner has gone on. We were talking before you came in about Aha the Musical that I did that oh. you, you came to yes, with David Spade yeah. uh, to, for the matinee show. And that was such a David fun... Spade came with Dave. Well, he was there oh, to, support, uh... to support Kevin Farley. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. And, uh, and Dave yeah. came. And so they sat and watched, and Kevin Farley was... 
panicky. He <laughs> sweaty. Was, it was first because he was and, and and because of uh, David Spade and and you, Dave, being there. He just felt this. I don't know what like his world. I guess like in his world, like you guys would probably view him as like you know one way because you see him in the world and now he's doing like it's a very vulnerable thing that he was doing and he was very nervous and also he didn't learn his lines very well that's, well yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, every show he <laughs> did make different. it out like he's like this big <laughs> well, he would go, it was my favorite he would go uh, after every line he would go he'd go you know comedy is uh, he'd have like notes yeah he'd, have he'd be like, the script yeah, he'd be like <laughs> he'd go, but, at the, but at the time kill he'd go he goes you know comedy's been around since the beginning of time Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it started in the you know nineteen whatever uh, when the, you know, this guy came to about. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> was, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so and so funny. he had that look. He up. was extra nervous. Well, I would say this time he was extra nervous, and uh, the, the everything started. It was a matinee show, and no one came. The shows at night were actually pretty full. Small theater triad, but the matinee was pretty light. And so Michelle's freaking out that it's light, and you know her thing. She's like, "Oh my God, David Tell and David Spade are here. like." We look. I think the Bennington crew came on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> like they, it, we were basically doing a matinee for like just the people we know, <laughs> yeah. which made it more hilarious. Because by the way, also in fairness to Michelle and everybody, the comics that knew that you guys were there were like, "I'm like, well, I'm not giving 110 percent of that. I'm going to be doing this with a very like tongue in cheek. Like, isn't this dumb? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. sell it because it's not the theater people." Now it's our friends. Yeah, no, I hear. Yeah, I would be. So, yeah, of course. That's a tough. Michelle's uh, had originally reserved everybody front row seats. We were like, no, 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 get no, the no, fuck no. out of here. No <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Jesus way. Christ. Uh, yeah. Did Jeff Ross maybe even came to that show? But whatever it was, when uh, the, the things I remember hearing that were the funniest that caused any kind of a wave was a. Uh, the show is going no, no no real clapping or engagement with the crowd, and then Casey Balsham comes out. They go, and now the girl comic. Is coming to the stage and Casey Balsham comes out and just in this dead silence in the room we hear David Spade go, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then one of the greatest things ever, because the the legs it had that you were even unaware of, Dave, was uh one of Kevin Farley's things. He's going through it's about it's he's getting to the Lenny Bruce story of being in comedy. He goes, and then comedy became all like, you know, fart jokes and whatever, mm. and, and PC and what goes. And not until, uh, uh, what was it, a, a, a drug, a heroin addicted Jew from Brooklyn came up and had the, and he goes, a, a heroin addicted Jew from Brooklyn, you just hear Dave in the. <laughs> Dave in the background go easy, which <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. It kills. It kills <laughs> it, on stage. It kills in the audience. It kill, and and when he gets he the, after the show, after the show, yeah. he's like, I go, what's wrong, dude? He was flustered. Yeah. I go, what's wrong? He goes, guys, just like, I told Michelle, we don't need the drug addicted Jew. It's like, why am I saying Jew so hard? <laughs> and then now David tells upset and thinks of. No. I go, I promise you, dude, he's not upset. <laughs> I go, he was, for him. No, yeah, he really was like, I don't know. But then, but what did he say? He was like, he, told, he said easy. I go, yeah, dude. Like, dude <laughs> I go, you don't see what's funny about that? <laughs> but he had that look of like, he's totally sweaty. Like, you know, like when you're like, okay, I'll just take one aspirin, but you break the whole thing and it's all over the sink. Like, oh, no, look at all these aspirin. <laughs> like, he, he just reminded me of this like, I got to keep it together. I got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he looked like a substitute principal. He was just totally out. I said what makes me laugh about uh, Kevin, you know, he's with uh, Michelle. Shell, right, and they're like, and t- so when I see them, when we see them out together, we go to places that are out of my world because it's just like far. Maybe you know, she's like, meet me at the Norwood Club for dinner. 
Kevin Farley? Well, no, it's her and Kevin oh, Farley. Okay. And she like, meet me at the Norwood Club, which is such something that's so out of my, like, you know, yeah. Soho houses and stuff that yeah, it's just yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. why are we here? But right. it's fun to go. So we go and just Kevin Farley, who at the core of it, I mean, is a big fucking burly, hayseed, Wisconsin yeah. fucking good old boy. Yeah, drink, yeah. Drinking. Drinker. And being uh, with Michelle and watching these twirly birds come around mm-hmm. constantly because all she's friends with just all like gay cod piece wearing. Right. Like, like, like the, yeah. Fancy and men. And they just them coming around constantly <laughs> and they're going, them coming around and be like, Kevin, oh my God, I haven't seen him so. Are you losing weight? And like sitting on his lap and shit. And, you're like, and I just look like, I keep looking at Kevin when I'm with him. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Go, she must be awesome at something because this is, your father would be pretty upset right now. Your Wisconsin dad would be like, eh, sitting on your lap, huh? I, uh, I don't think I ever told you this. Uh, but Dave, uh, similar to the story, the easy story at Patrice's funeral. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was Dave. I was sitting in front of the pew in front of Dave at the church. He was directly. You were directly behind me. Right. And when the when the preacher guy was reading the Bible passages, uh, like as he was reading, Dave just kept going. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was such a. I thought it was a forced moment, personally. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody could even hear you, dude. I was like, well, I mean, you have the so you know with what happened to Dave uh, the other week. Uh, what's going? It came up like you know cause we did a radio show afterwards uh-huh. and like. You know, how do you go about it and still be entertaining and oh, right. somewhat funny, but like, you know, tell this sad, awful story that we're all fucked up by. And every, you know, I kept always going back to everyone saying, uh, Patrice, you want O&A? And you, oh, right. you yelled at the guy, like, where was your financial support when he was alive? We have a, a giant coffin and purple suit to buy. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, that was so, it's amazing how much time has passed, you know, now. Amazing. With uh, Patrice. And, you know, he is, a, he's like a legend. He really is, you know. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I no. wish, I wish he was around now to talk about what's going on in the oh, world. Yeah, yeah. His opinion would have been great right yeah, now. Him and Geraldo would have been. Yeah, also, he might have been like exiled to another country, though, also. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We found that on the Oddball tour. The people that came out on Sebastian's year were Sebastian fans. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> whoever had to go after Sebastian, because, you know, the, they, they put, like, the best spot they give, I mean, the person, what the when they, whether they figure out who the headliners are, mm-hmm. the spot that the headliner who's taking the most action wants is the second to last spot. Right. And so it was Amy, the one year I did it. Why would they do it like that? Because it's a long fucking day. It's a long show. It's It's a long day, and they are waiting for a headliner. But once they get one of them, like, there are a lot of people are like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Amy's crowd, Amy would clear out a little bit before Aziz, but Aziz was drawing heavy, so it was still pretty packed for him. He did good. But Sebastian fans are Sebastian fans. And whoever would go, Dane Cook, Jim Jeffries, all you do would go after him. I mean, an exodus in an amphitheater when he would get off stage and then the person going after perform for, I'm not exaggerating, uh, like less than two-thirds of the audience. And how distracting is it when everyone's walking out? Also because, yeah, it's it's one to the other, one to the other. So the last person going on is going to... A noisy, you know, people leaving. It's that, sure. that's that's a rough spot. I was just, right. Can I just say something yeah, really quick? Please, yeah. I watched this thing about Woodstock and the the event and how you know all the things. So you know, everybody knows Jimi Hendrix playing the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Okay, that happened the morning of the last day. Everyone had already left. There was only like ten thousand people out of four hundred thousand people there. So it's amazing how the one thing anybody really knows about it, like this amazing song, was really like people are just like packing up. Like, yeah. did you you know? 
You got your basket? Did you leave the bong? You know, it's like this guy's just up there strumming away. It's like early in the morning. So it's like, it's amazing how like, um, you're right. Like they had already like, you know, Country Joe and the whatever band they were. Yeah, like they, they all shot their load. But now it's like this. Let's give Jimi Hendrix a minute. Hello, I'm DJ Lou. And here's a clip from this week's Lost Tapes. With Ralph Sutton as our guest, Dan tells stories of his childhood crushes, including one beauty who loved to shove different objects up her puss. This girl I had a huge crush on in high school that just kind of toyed with me for mm-hmm. years. She yeah. was the one that came out to Comedy Works and was like, I wonder what my life would be like. Bitch, you strung me along for six years. She would always talk about all the places she fucked with her ex-boyfriend. And she was so hot. And she'd be like, oh my God, we'd fucking like a hammock and outside. And I was trying to hook up with her. And she just kept... Leading me That's on. so shitty. It was. She's like, God, I love cum. I know. I gotta get out of here. And dude, that was what it was for fucking from 16. She's like, the taste, to the 22. feel. Pretty much it doesn't matter. Also, yeah, anybody. Any consistency yeah. of it. It's pretty I crazy just how tight love I- cum. I live for it. I'll die for it. I got to jam out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to the best blowjob in Aurora. Yeah. I'm a three-time winner. She goes, anyway, hopefully I find some cock on my way home. God, you're the best friend. Oh, God, you're best. Thanks for taking me to homecoming. <laughs> and then kiss you with dick breath? Yeah. Sorry, Robbie splooched. Do you have any mouth. water? The guys I'm blowing next door don't have any water. Can you believe it? They don't have water. Oh, Just geez. huge, great dicks. Oh, my God. I got to go to another party. Your rival high school. <laughs> yeah. She had a threesome with my buddy Mike. That's oh. how I met her. And who's the other person? This Her friend. Another girl? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. That's, that's why she kept like talking, telling all these let's stories. Jump ahead, man. There was no girl like, yes, in Sam. my school growing up. Even if when they were fucking, something about it was like there was no stories of like a girl. A like, everyone tried to keep sex. it. Like if a girl, if people found out a girl was fucking, there used to be like they say she walked with a gap, which I thought yeah, was that was a big thing, thing in my school too. Gap, which really nonsensical. Yeah. It's not even it's a, scientifically yeah. anything. They say, yeah, if you get fu- you can tell a girl gets fucked because her thighs don't touch. Gap, it yeah. was fat girl excuses for not getting yeah. fucked. Yeah, so anyway, coach are all slut. <laughs> yeah. Skinny girls are slut. Look how far apart your thighs yeah, are. Yeah, look at her thighs. You can't walk around with your phone on. She's got deep dick. Anyway. Science. So the girls in my school didn't really, uh, there was no... No, threesomes, threesomes but now I'm sure I bet you take the average decent looking semi liked like popular semi popular kid in any school right now I bet he's got the pussies and tits of three to four girls yeah but it's school. also because from it's, a friend it's so, giving it's also because it's so available the concept of threesomes and I know but the, I'm just saying girls in school if you were even like let me take pictures of you with like a camera or film us fu- like it was Insane to even me, my friends, that my ex. I remember that Cheryl. Girl, we, I used to film me and Cheryl. Like you know, she would film whatever it was. I told we, you about hot dog pussy, right? I don't know, but this is the right day. <laughs> she fucked seven hundred and fifty-five hot dogs in an hour. She, she beat co- Kobayashi. She Kobayashi two minor league baseball teams dicks worth. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. So this girl transferred to my high school, and she was like gorgeous, huge. Uh, huge tits she was like or I was 17 she was 15 and she liked a 16 year old and she would just make videos for him of her but how fingering herself with a VHS dude Jesus Christ yeah like a shoulder but then would give him a tape yes that's fucking batshit crazy yeah and then he showed he showed everybody and everyone was like and I 
she was so hot that I was still like, well, that doesn't mean she liked this guy so much. And he was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a shitty dude. And he was just like, yeah, you should fuck your like at a party. He was like, you should fuck yourself. I wasn't there. He's like, you should fuck yourself with this uh, tennis racket. And then someone brought down a hot dog. Everyone, you know that like urban myth. Sure, but we, I, there was a face and a name to it, and I always wonder if it actually happened. But I know three people that were there. They watched her fuck herself with a hot dog, with a cold hot dog, and she couldn't do it. She was like, she went to do it. She was like, that's too cold. But before that, she did it with a tennis racket. Oh, By the way, I was still consider taking her to prom after all <laughs> yeah. that. Hope you enjoyed this week's best of the bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from six to eight p.m. East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM ninety five, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life, don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.